And we're back on Steelers. Search down under. I'm Matt Peverell, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. Mark, I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. We talked about five of your players last week and we had an overlap. Was there anyone else that we didn't get to talk about last week before we crack into a couple more players on those on those lists of impending free agents that I've got? Yeah, it's, Is there anyone that you wanted t- to talk about? Did we talk about Mason Rudolph? We didn't because he signed through 2022. Oh, I, I thought he was uh, free agent next year. My yeah, bad, and then he signed that deal, the five, uh, the five or so million dollar one, a couple months ago. Yeah, well, you you know what, you might be able to help me this uh, through the season too, because you're the cap guy. We have a lot of cap room uh, available next year, right? Yep, yep, about seventy five million dollars or so, roughly, right now. Yeah, right. Is there is there any players that we might bring in uh, who could be a free agent from another team? You think? Yeah, mate, are we going to talk about that till the cows come right. home? I think. I know. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's going to be in- Like, What I will say is I think that the off- the offseason next year, particularly the free agent frenzy, will be pretty interesting because suddenly a whole lot of teams are going to have a whole lot of cat back. And so I think it's commissioned to see whether the Steelers – I think they're going to take the latter option, like the part two option about what I'm about to say. You can go out as option one and go try and spend money outside of TJ and Minka and bring in some top guys, or you can sit back and like they kind of do normally and let all the top, you know, the top expensive guys go and then decide on value from there. And I think you might see the Steelers have a big second wave, but equally, I think you're going to sort of see them go look at the option of, who are we going to keep from our current roster? We want to keep our homegrown talent, guys that know our system. So, you know, do we bring back guys like Melvin Ingram on, you know, cheap deals if they work out? I think they're the sorts of things that are going to be pretty interesting to see what the Steelers actually do from that perspective. Uh, because, yeah, I, I don't know. I Outside of them, you know, obviously we'll see, we could and we likely will see a lot, you know, extension pretty soon. You know, outside of them, you know, keeping a – Hayden or signing, you know, Cam Sutton up for Longo, you know, depending on the way he works out potentially, you know, I don't know. Uh, I struggle to see the Steelers. I think they'll go out maybe and get a couple of top tackles, if particularly if Big Ben's back again, um, if they can. And if, if Banner and Chooks don't show up, or maybe they need to go get a really good guard if Trey Turner doesn't work out. But, you know, I, I can't see the Steelers being this, you know, like doing what the Patriots did this year and signing, you know, $60, 70000000 million worth of players. A, they're not going to have the cap to do that. But B, I just – I don't see them bringing in five, you know, big names. What What about uh, uh, Juju? Isn't he um, off uh, contract next yeah. year? Yeah, big time. Big and he, time. Look, honestly, with, with Juju, I think I've ragged him out a few times and I said, you know, he needs to develop better character. But I know he's a great person, a great guy on the field. But I just wanted him to – I wanted him to buy in. That's why I really, really wanted him to buy him with the Steelers. And honestly, I thought Juju was um, heading out of the Steeler town. I really thought he was going. I thought he was going somewhere, like going to sign somewhere else. So if he signs one, he signs one year here, do we extend him or does he go to, uh, you know, a Miami Dolphins? Um, you know, I have a feeling he he'll stay. I have a feeling he'll stay. They're going to sign, sign, sign him again. Yeah, and I think, like, I really want them to. I want I want Juju to be a stealer for life. My concern, though, is, right, 
is if you sign Juju, then you're going to have Deontay come up, you know, the following year. And then you've got Claypool, I think, up, I think it's after that. Are you really going to be able to keep Juju, Claypool, and Deontay as three really happy together when you've got, like, Freya Muth and Najee Harris as well? And and this is going to be the interesting thing is how do you balance those three? Because, you know, by then you would hope that Claypool is literally a top five to ten you know, wide receiver in the league, you know, Deontay, if he's, you know, not dropping balls, you know, even off, he got, I think he got 144 targets last year. Even if he had 120, you know, I still think he could do some amazing things there because he, I think he was going to catch more football, more footballs. You know, some people are saying Juju will leave and go back to the West Coast where he's from, maybe, but he didn't necessarily get the interest. Like, you know, and if you look at the charges with Herbert, They've got some decent wide receivers there already, a quite actually a crowded room, and they need to invest in O-linemen because if they don't have O-linemen, Herbert ain't making throwing it to anyone. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I could see him as a 49er there with Trey Lance, uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, you're right, Mark. Juju wasn't on my list because I, I, we talked about him a lot, but it will be interesting. Do they keep someone like a Juju or do they look at the money elsewhere? And if they're not, then, you know, Maybe James Washington is then able to sign like a cut price deal. So, but as Portner brings up, we don't really sign wide receivers to second deals. We haven't to date, but we've got to remember that Kevin Colbert, who's been, you know, instrumental in developing wide receivers, he's not on contract after next year's draft. So we might, that could shift. That could shift. And if you're kidding me, I think we're going to be signing Deontay and Claypool to second, second, uh, second contract deals. But I, yeah, I, want I, to talk about I agree with that, Manny. I agree with Claypool, hundred percent. I think he'll be second. Yeah, unless he like you know wants some ridiculous contract number that you know it's just not in the Steelers, you know, um, situation. But I I agree with what Matt B saying in the live chat about Juju. It's Juju's, and we talked about this a little bit maybe six seven weeks ago. And I remember I said to you, Mark, you know, does it make sense for for Juju to take less money? by two or $3 million a year and stay in Pittsburgh where his brand will do well and he can make money outside of football than it does to move across the country, make more money, but his brand overall will suffer because that brand is what will make him money when he's finished up, you know, football. So but this is the thing. If he, if he went to like the Las Vegas Raiders or the 49ers, they're pretty big, like, you know, franchises too. And they're on the West Coast and it's more party party out that way. Uh, which you know Pittsburgh's more family orientated, you know, still still mentality. Nothing, nothing against Juju. I just think I was, I just it's similar to what I had with Ben as well. I thought when Ben got injured, I thought he was going to retire. And you you get in the, you get in that mode where you're like, oh, you know, Juju was saying about leaving, and then and then he signs for the one year. But if they sign him for you know three or four years, then he's committed, isn't he? That's going to be still yeah. and a bit like what Vince did. So yeah, next year is very very interesting, and a lot of these players. Not only playing for a Super Bowl, but they're playing for that second contract. Yeah, um, you know, to bring the to bring the, the the bank in and really set up their life. So, look, I get it's all a business, but I think sometimes that the fan side of me just wants them to be, you know, have have the the same passion that I kind of do that, that matches their skill talent. Like, like I'm not a lot of their skill talent is awesome, but some things I see them doing on the field with the Juju's or the Quaypools that are doing the TikToks and I'm. I just don't really, I just don't really, 
I didn't really uh, agree with it. And then we get smacked by the Bengals because of it. But in that mentality, I'm living in my steeler world and I'm not taking myself out of that that mentality of being that fan as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean there. I think, And that, that represents, I think, where a lot of fans are sort of sitting there as well, like have that pride in that jersey. And I'm not saying that he doesn't, but I know what you mean. You know, there's that loyalty that you that you want to see out of it. But for the players as well, you know, it's a, it's a business. And, you know, just as much as we can criticize them, you know, teams can cut players pretty ruthlessly and they've got to go, you know, jump on and get passionate about another team. So I, I just had a thought, Manny. What if the players had a podcast analyzing us <laughs> like like oh i'm the so-called media guy i guess in australia but they're like ranking us and they're like well mark didn't you know step up today and and wouldn't that be funny <laughs> if they're just like well actually maddie's uh terrible tower was crooked today uh you know it's, i don't know it's we do this is this is what what's getting to are we getting are we doing singing the slang today because mine goes right into this yeah, let's do let's do some yeah. slang and then right. we can finish up with one last player and then we can go to audience QA. So everyone get your questions loaded up and ready to fire. But yeah, Mark, just as you know, Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang. What do you got for us today? Look, I think this whole podcast has uh, seen what, what I've been going through and what you're going through with these lockdowns. I'm going tropo. Have you ever heard of that one, Matty? I, I'm going tropo, mate. Have you heard of that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm going crazy, I'm be brutal, man. mate. I did that one about six months ago. Did you? Ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you used it for the wrong time. It was the wrong timing, mate. Like I'm going crazy. Um, so everyone around the world, actually, no. To be fair, this. though, to be fair, sorry, to you. I did it when I asked questions of Jeffrey Benedict when you were away. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So we're all involved in these lockdowns, and um, you know, it's all crazy with the the pandemic, and you know, whichever way you see it, whatever, doesn't matter. Um. We're in lockdown at the moment. We have been now for for a month, and it's gonna it's might might be extended. And going tropo just means going crazy, going up north because when you go up north, it's like forty five degrees every single day. The heat gets to you. You start seeing things in the distance. You start seeing you know McDonald's. You're like, oh, is that a McDonald's on the road? No, it's not. It's it's a kangaroo. There's nothing going up there. I'm going crazy, Maddie. So I'm trying to get out of the house as much as I can. But what will help me is the Pittsburgh Steelers coming back. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Yeah. I've been going a little bit troppo too. I'm getting over over all these things, but let's not let's not uh, crack into that one. So I had a fun one today. So Jeff and uh, Dave were talking about the uh, talking about the logo, the Steelers logo, and you know we talk sometimes about black and gold, and obviously with Kahili or whatever. Name is did that black and yellow song and confuses you know a lot of international fans never confuse me that we're black and gold. But I also thought this week we've had the Olympics kick off in the last 48 hours, and you know it's a great time. I don't know whether you get into the Olympics much, Mark. I do, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, and, and Australia always punches generally above our weight in terms of medals per capita. I know the USA often tops the list of medals overall, but you know, if you did it by Headcount, Australia's always up there. And in fact, actually, America does pretty well by that scale too. But I sort of thought for anyone that knows Australia, like our flag is, you know, whether people agree with it or they don't agree with it, it, you know, locally, you know, but it's blue, you know, white and red are our colors of our flag. But when we go on the sporting stage, almost every single time, if not all the time, we're green and gold, right? 
And so, and people will see that over the Olympics or you'll see, you know, there's sometimes there's a boxing kangaroo flag that's out there uh, that I know that's, you know, pretty popular among, you know, sports fans of Australia. But I thought, why not talk about what they mean? So for, you know, for us, the gold actually represents, you know, Australia's beaches, which seems pretty logical, you know, but also the minerals that we have and the grains and harvests and, you know, Australian bull, which is famous in terms of top quality the world over. And the green represents things like eucalyptus forests and, you know, widespread outback green pastures and what have you. So if you ever see green and gold for Australia, you know, now you know what it means. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of that with the Olympics. And, uh, you know, it, for some, you know, Mark, you and I both have met Australian Steeler fans, you know, that, you know, whether they're super passionate or not, that like the black and gold and feel an affinity with the black and gold because we have green and gold. Like I've heard previous steel fans said to me like honestly i was a kid you know and i i saw black and gold you know i didn't like green bay and yeah i picked the steelers for that so it, well it, interesting you say that because a lot of fans who are in australia do follow green bay because of the uh, the green and gold mm. or whatever they have because it's very similar to our australian colors um so for me i just i just like the color like the black and gold and i was one me of those too. steel fans yes i was i threw it up my card away i didn't know what it was I used to call us uh, black and yellow. Now, there's also another interesting thing as well. The Saints call themselves black and gold, but I don't. I, I can see how that is a like we are more of I guess a yellow, but the idea of us is black and gold. That's what we are. It's our football. But but the gold, but the gold for the Steelers is very similar to the gold. Like you, the problem for Australia is a lot of the uniforms now are like yellow because you know fluoro sort of colours are in. But if you look at traditional Aussie sports uniforms, the gold of Australia, like the gold of the Wallabies rugby jersey, for example, is so similar, you know, in terms of the name and tone to the gold of the Steelers as well. It's just oh, that, 100%. Yeah, you're yeah. right. With, with the Wallabies too, they have a really strong um, gold or you know, was gold yellow kind of look. Um, yeah. You know what though? It is visually pleasing to look at the at the Steelers jersey. <laughs> it is like I did you did you see the the new Browns jerseys come out today? Uh, I haven't the seen the new year. Browns jerseys, oh, but that, I'm sure they look Jesus, like toilet paper. Well, no, it's just like oh, you don't even want to look at them. There's so much. There's so much white on their jersey. Once like Roche, TJ Ingram, uh, Sack, uh, Baker Mayfield, it's going to be covered in grass stains. They, they they come out with a with a with a new one, but yeah. Look, I'm I, trying it's, to find it. Funny. I want to see what this toilet paper looks like. Uh, it's like 1975 uh, Browns, New Jersey. Hey, it looks this. like it looks like one of the recent <laughs> Bengals jerseys. Are they kidding? It looks awful. Yeah, it's look. Even the Bengals jersey this this year looks really horrible. And there was one uh, looks better than that. Oh, uh, <laughs> Big play Will Gay was on his on his Instagram and he said they, they're doing them a disservice because so they change their jersey every single year. A little bit like how the NRL does here in Australia, but we won't go into that. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have had their our jersey pretty similar for the last well, same color scheme forever. And you just can't change that. It's 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 worldwide. Like, you know, we've said before, when we go wear our jersey at the airport or down down the road or wherever in another country, you could be in Thailand wearing a jersey and someone's gonna run into you. Yeah, and say, hey, mate, you follow the Steelers? You're like, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm an owner. No, you don't say that. But like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I run the team. I, in, in my head, I do. Uh, yeah, look, you got to love this. This is why I think you put pride in the in the jersey as well when you when you wear it. And and I know that we've had a big uh, debate as well about how you won't buy a jersey with your name on it. Let's let's 
can we bring that up again? Because let's let's inform sure. some of the newer listeners. Like, what's yeah. your reason that you won't that you won't put your name on the back of a Steeler jersey? Uh, so I I grew up with the I have I only own one sports jersey with my name on the back of it because it's more of a um like a classic jumper sort of style and it's an old version so and it's more of a crew neck and that's a I'm an Arsenal fan in the Premier League so I have an old school like 1950 sort of jersey that's got name on the back just because it's super old school but um. Yeah, I had Mark springing up. Uh, I think the Father's Day podcast we did. Um, that's when I talked about it. But I basically grew up under the notion that you don't put your own name on the back of a jersey. Now, Mark's different. If a Davison, you know, or like Bad's different because Davis's would be different because the there's Carlos Davis on the team. And if there was, then I, you know, maybe I'd be tempted to fall for it. But I was sort of, I was brought up on the whole notion of, you know. Unless you've played for the team, you don't put your name on the back of the jersey. Now, it doesn't mean I don't put names. Like, obviously, I've got, you know, name, you know numbered jerseys and what have you and and greats across every sport, you know, and I, and I put numbers. For instance, Mark, in the NRL, I got some of the classic Manly jerseys for the team that we support, and I put numbers on the back of those for key players in those years because you can put them on yourself with the way they do those jerseys. But, yeah, I will never put my own name on the back of the jersey because I haven't earned the right to represent that jersey. See, so. I, love, I love that. I love that so much. I love that take because you're you're a man who stands in his, in his on his word and says, you know, I, I could offer you, I could probably offer you a jersey and you would deny it, which I, then I would be heartbroken. I'd be like, mate, I'm trying to be a friend. Like, I'm trying to give you a jersey. And you'd be like, nah, mate, don't do that. I'm just, you know, I never played for them. I never played once, yeah. one down. So, no. and that makes a lot of, a lot of sense. Um now we could almost, you know, retract a Gentry's jersey, really, because he's only caught one ball. Um, but-, but he still caught the ball, though. This is the thing. He still <laughs> caught the ball. Like, and even if I was the, to be honest, right? Even if we, I like, let's say I was a Rooney, I still probably wouldn't put my name on the back of the jersey because it's just not what I. I it's just not what I. Yeah. yeah. Like, but no, I do. I do love that take. So, like for me, when I got my first jersey, my uh, my my best friend got me a, my twenty first birthday. My name on the back, and it was my jersey, and I was like, "This is awesome!" It's like See, that's Steeler. different, though. Like that's like you know, you've been given a, like a gift like that. But yeah, no, I I, I completely understand it. I really do because it's it's it's, great. it's in that mentality of like it's the franchise, and you got to earn your right for those, you know. To, to wear the Steelers logo. Oh, that's on the wrong side. And then um, that's really trippy. My fan card is gone now. It's never on the right-hand side. What am I doing? Um, and it's even to the point as well that with the Steelers logo that I try to touch there on the jersey on the wrong side, in the locker room, you can't walk over that logo. So these are traditions that, that will never be broken. 100%. And, that, and that's why I like, like your take on it too. Yeah, and it go. It's like the it's like the American flag not allowed, not being allowed to touch the ground. Like my gosh, I wish Australians took the same the same pride well, in the flag. Like I, I did that. I did that many when I was working at the RSL Return uh, Servicemen's League. I would uh, draw the flags down, and I think something comes in the back of your mind is just that you know respect your elders kind of uh, kind of idea, yeah. respect Australia. And and then we had um, old blokes walking past the pub, and I had to t- I took down four flags, and never once did I ever let it touch the ground. Not once. I, I wrapped it around my uh, shoulders, folded up like you meant to, uh, and then you put it in the in the basket and it goes away. 
So that's something that really it, it comes it comes into sport and with the Olympics as well is taking taking pride in your nation and taking pride in Steeler Nation. And I think that the team, I think a little bit going to the playoffs, we have missed that a tiny bit. Yeah. But they, they're fired up every year. And look, maybe the Jaguars and the Browns just got us and somehow Blake Borders beat us. But taking pride in the jersey is just a fantastic thing to do. And it's, it's why we go out and buy them. And I know that I, I saw in, I saw on the Slack channel today, you, you were thinking about getting Melbourne, Melvin, not, what am I, his, heart, his name is so hard to pronounce. You were thinking about getting Ingram's jersey, right? And he's the only player with number um, a single digit. Like, I want to get his jersey because, like, he plays a position that's like you know, you know, uh, number eight in rugby is like uh, the what the same sort of style on defense that he plays. I love the idea of getting a Melbourne Ingram eight, but I, I'm not a fan of Kobe Bryant in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that I heard a, uh, there was an article today that apparently it's related to Kobe Bryant, I'm like, hell no, I'm not getting that jersey. Well, also, Maddie don't, well. and it goes back to what you were saying. Sorry, there. It was going back to what you were saying before about wanting to be a Steeler. Cut ties with LA, mate. You're on the Steelers roster. We don't want any any yeah. ties with LA. Well, I've got a, I've got a good point because I looked up uh, a lot of the Steelers. Actually, all of them besides Ingram didn't change their number position to the previous year, even with the option to do so. I looked it up last week. Ingram's the only one, and I was kind of hoping he would choose a 50 number. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the, the Steelers mentality has kept, uh, the, you know, like the, the Jack Hams and Lamberts, all their numbers are 50-odd, the Farriers, and now we have a linebacker who's eight. It kind of looks a little bit funny, and I, I wish that he didn't choose that single-digit number. And even though the rules are letting people change their numbers to anything they want to be, you can almost put, you know, you can put the Steel logo on the back. You can do whatever you want, really, with the numbers. I kind of wish that that he would have chosen a, a higher number. What? I just think... Well, no, no other Steeler changed their number, like if if they wanted to, not one. Yeah, but he's coming into the team fresh, so he's allowed to. Yeah, I know, but like he's the first person to really do so. Like there are other guys, like couldn't uh, Devin Bush could have been number ten, right? There's a lot of guys on teams that changed their number. Uh, but Devin Bush number ten team. would be cool because he got picked there as well. Yeah. I just can't get out of my old-fashioned ways of seeing, you know, guys like Foot Farrier. Like, I love the, the linebacking core and those high but, numbers. But, I don't know. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see a wide receiver with, like, 99, right? But, like, at the same time, like, I can I, I don't mind defensive backs being in the low digit, the single digits. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. There's one player I wanted to cover off, and then we can go to a couple of questions just super quickly. Mark uh, is Miles Killebrew, born the born May ten, a day after me. You know, we know him from the from the Lions. We know he can sort of play, you know, linebacker, a bit of strong safety. He's a bit of a really good special team man. Uh, you know, I think he's going to do. You know, actually, I personally think he'll surprise for the Steelers. But just from what you've seen so far. If, if anything, you know, do you think that he'll star surprise or slip? And then we've got a bunch of questions to crack into. Yeah, just quickly so we get the questions. I hope he surprises. I hope he does a lot of good things on special teams. He's a, you know, he's a he's a veteran with the, the Lions. He's a pretty hard. He's a pretty hard hitter. I know that from some of the, yeah. the highlights I've seen. I'm a fan. Um, Killer Brew, cool name, really cool name. That's that's one I would, if I had a bit of coin, I would add to my jersey collection. Um, 
yeah, I would like to see him really stop the the return game and force some fumbles. We need we need we need that those those splash plays. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. You, you put it better than what I was going to do it. Now, Mark George Teston, Felicia's jumped in the live chat as always, and George Teston's done Dave's. Hey, Felicia, I want you to have a go at doing it. I think you'll do it really well. Hey. <laughs> 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 that was too natural. Where where was hanging out? Yeah, <laughs> what have you been doing, mate? Uh, there's oh, a not, question not about much, the mate. Cleveland Indians <laughs> changing their baseball name. Right. I don't know. Like, I don't really want to get into this battle. I think if you're not, you know, a Native American Indian, you know, your opinions kind of got to be measured on it. I don't know. Like, it's not really. It's not a Pittsburgh team. It's not. You know. I think their name is probably a harder one for people to digest than, you know, the Chiefs or even, you know, to a degree, maybe the Washington football team. I don't know. I I, I don't know what – I think it's the Guardians they're going to call them now. Yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah. I, I think – I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Cleveland baseball, you know, fan. I'm not a Cleveland fan of any team. You know, I'm a Pirates fan, um, you know, I don't, you know, from the but- limited baseball – input I have, but I don't know. I, it's not really one for me to have an opinion on, I don't think. For my take, Manny, what, what I can say is until baseball, you know, puts on shoulder pads and starts, you know, running routes and, um, you know, start tackling each other, then I won't watch it. So uh, it's not my it's not my game. Imagine that, tackle baseball oh, instead. Be, be just, it's like they're going into the, into the like, to home base and you just, like, nudge oh. them with a shoulder tar- charge. That'd be great. Oh, the, but I did oh, want to bring up... That'd be fun oh, to watch. I did want to bring up Richard's other watch. <laughs> I did want to bring up Richard's other question, which was about OU and Texas. So Richard might know that I'm a Texas Longhorns fan in the college football. I, am very, I don't wear anything Texas. Uh, actually, sometimes I wear my Texas track pants when I'm doing uh, touchdown under. But uh, look, I don't know about this because I think they've been blocked now. And now the Big 12 is talking about their revenue. Look, uh, let's just see how this one plays out. But I think... You know, Texas deserves to get play against some top the top teams. And, you know, some people can tell me that our teams in the Big 12. But at the end of the day, they haven't played that well for a few years now. So, I mean, you know, you've got to got to think about these things. Uh, you know, so, yeah, it's interesting to see how that one plays out more than anything. Uh, the frustrating thing for me is it's really hard because I can't, I can't really, I don't get to watch as many Longhorns games as I want to, uh, you know, through the way the, the contracts go with the broadcasting deals. So college football is a tough one for us. You rarely can follow, even if you've got a team, you don't really get to see all their games, which is pretty frustrating. Um, but Snowman brings up a super chat as, uh, as always. Thank you very much for the $5 in the tip jar there, Snowman. Have either of you seen a Canadian football league game? No. I have, but I don't, it's so hard to watch. It's the rules are so different. They get third, three downs. You can, Every player on the offense can move before the snap. No, don't don't like it. Did you hear my Tavius Bryant's playing in the uh, in the Canadian Football League? Uh, doesn't matter. Thanks, though, man. We really appreciate you, but I can't. I don't watch Canadian Football League. <laughs> no, nah, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Love you, mate. But no, nah, no, thank you. 
Uh, Matt B brings up, Matty, with the 75 mil cap, is it really less because of all the can kicking we did or is it 75 million already counting money that we kicked down the road? Yeah, so that factors in all the latest, you know, the voidable years and stuff. So including like Ben's voidable, you know, year number for 2022 as well there of the pro rata bonus. Um, he's an actual cap number that year will be about 10 million. But as I've said all off season with this 75 million, I think it, right now it's actually 72 uh, you know, and this is projected on the cap going to 206.2 million, I think it is. It could be higher than that, depending on revenues and if things stay open. But I know the Delta strain is ripping through America in a lot of states, just like it is here. Uh, so whether that whether fans are attending, you know, full capacity in every game of the season, who knows? But you've got the 17th game with the bigger revenues. But as I've said all off season, the $75 million, and I said it's 72.6 right now, according to over the cap. You've got to remember that TJ very soon will probably take anywhere between 28 to 30 million of that. So suddenly we've got 45 mil. Then you think Minka's going to take any somewhere around that 12 mark, give or take, you know, a couple of million either side. So again, then you're looking at more like 33 million. If Ben's back, he's not going to be making anything less than 20 unless they redo voidable years. So, you know, when we look at this, there's probably 20-ish million of that that we can actually use. And again, we may want to re-sign guys that, you know, we've brought in on the cheap this year. So I think when we talk about the 75, we've just got to be a little bit careful there in terms of thinking that the Steelers right now, why we're, I think we're, we're still top of the, the league in terms of available cap, what it actually looks like, even in three or four weeks time, potentially once TJ signed a mega deal, if he does, and even, you know, Minka to a degree, that number is going to be a bit different. But, you know, I, I as I said, I, I was tempering the expectations a little bit earlier. I do definitely see the Steelers trying to get at least one, you know, fairly big name. I think we'll need to. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be really interesting, and I can't wait to be talking about that, um, you know, you know, next year. And then Snowman also – you missed oh. uh, Steelers-Pittsburgh. He's oh, yeah. calling someone a dingo. I can't pronounce that next word. Derogatory. derogatory. There yeah. we go. There's my, there's my English. Is that in Australia? Nah, not, it doesn't, doesn't mean much. derogatory in a sentence. It just, <laughs> it's it, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd struggle. Uh, it just means, ah, uh, you dingo. It just doesn't mean anything. It just means you're an idiot. It doesn't yeah, mean it's there's not, nothing, it's doesn't, not. nothing. Nothing. But I will say drongo for something like that. Oh, yeah, you drongo. We yeah, haven't used that yet. Young guy. <laughs> uh, Snowman says, do you see the Seals trading Benny Snell to the Rams? Look, there was a bit of hype about that earlier in the week. Um, actually, before I get into that, Mark, do you, what do you reckon? Do you reckon we, we trade Benny Snell? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I, I don't think the Steelers do that. It depends who they get back. Um, yeah, so for me, I, I I did talk about it a little bit in War Room this week in the first part. So if you want to go back and give us a download on that one, it's in the first sort of five minutes of that I focused on that, Benny Snell. The thing about Benny Snell, like, Najee's not going to play 17 games. So if you're sitting there thinking Najee's going to play the full 17 games of this season, I, I hate to disappoint you right now. It's not going to happen. And if it does, he's not playing major snaps in every one of those 17 games. So we can, you know, and one of them, we might just be there for a couple of, you know, passing plays if he's, you know, if anything. And then other than that, he'll be sitting out. 
Um, but I expect him to sit out a couple of games, whether it's niggling injury or Steelers resting him. And I think if it's resting him, that's great. Um, you need someone there to back it up. And, and can that be McFarland when he's the change of pace guy? A lot of people saying Balazs is, you know, showing up in training camp. Look, if Benny Snell, if the Steelers feel that Benny Snell is worth a fourth rounder, then I think you do look at trading him to LA. However, there's two players on the LA team that are on a comparable salary cap amount, and that's Jordan Fuller and Terrell Burgess, and they're both safeties. Jordan Fuller is more of a free safety. Burgess is more of a strong safety. I'm a big fan of Burgess, and I think he could do very well in in the Steelers' defense. So if we're going to trade Snell, I actually wouldn't be going out to get a pick. As I said in War Room, I'd actually be going out to get Terrell, um, Terrell Burgess there because we've got Edmonds you know, out of contract, you know, next year. We haven't picked up his fifth-year option. Then you put Burgess on a rookie contract. Suddenly that 72 mil we talked about, there's something like 2 or $3 million now that we've just added into the cap and we don't have to re-sign anyone. So, yeah, from, from my perspective, you know, when it comes to Benny Snell, look at the player that you might be able to get that will help out the Pittsburgh Steelers rather than a draft pick because we're going to have some compensatory picks. I know we lost a fourth. Um, to move up and get louder milk uh, in the fifth this year. But yeah, I, if we're going to trade Benny Snell, I want us to improve somewhere or build depth at a key position. Uh, so that's sort of what I'm seeing from you know that perspective at the moment. Uh, and I think for the final question there, <laughs> George Teston says, do you guys have a Rugard on your vehicles? I, I don't have a Rugard, you know, I, well, I actually don't have a car. My partner has a car at the moment. We'll be getting one, but we don't need a rear guard on our vehicle. It's it's so funny because like where we both live, uh, kangaroos are probably about mm, uh, two hours away, I guess, like really inland. Oh, uh, no, not for uh, me. Not for me. You don't reckon? National Park. National Park, I'd like maybe half an hour. Well, why aren't you, why aren't you going out there and feeding them? Well, should be I'm letting them chill out on, on, our, on their own. <laughs> <laughs> Should be out there every weekend feeding them pellets. Uh, yeah, and we, I'm busy we, looking after all our other animals. We got enough <laughs> animals. To, well, I, I don't actually. My my partner does, but um, yeah, we got enough. You, you know, my dog Mark. I got enough enough yeah. troubles looking after him. A bit like uh, Burke's backyard for any Australian listeners and for the Americans. You I'm can't sorry. bring up Burke's backyard, mate. That's uh, oh, DC he was one of those ones. After all he, oh, my all bad. <laughs> Don't search oh, Marky D, Marky D, Felicia throws in a, a super oh, chat no. to, to close out the show. Twenty dollars. Thank you very much, Felicia. Mark, you got to do it again Wait, now. You got to close out the one. show with it. I'll try and do an Australian version. Good day. Oh, is... <laughs> you got to do it again. I interrupted you with the lag. Good day. Is that you, is that how you do it? Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for the twenty dollars, and that's probably my last hey, because uh, I like saying good day better, and in uh, go steals. But that's, that's awesome, twenty dollars, holy dooly, holy dooly, holy demon. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I just like saying holy demon. I did it last week, and I li- I remember listening to it when I because I always listen back to our show, you know, to check out what we can improve and stuff. And I was listening to us go pretty Aussie last week, so it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I'll, but I'll think- be better next week. I'll be better next week for sure. Be better. Yeah, well, I think I was off my game. I was going tropo today. I was off my game. I was a bit off my game at the start. I think if yeah. the players were doing the podcast that you mentioned, they would have given us a, <laughs> a seven out of ten for today. 
Fair enough. All right. Well, that wraps up Steelers touchdown under for another week. Thank you for joining us through these dog days of July, these dog days of summer, as Jeff Hartman likes to say. Guys, we're getting close, guys and gals, we're getting closer to, to the preseason. We're getting closer to the season. We're getting closer to watching Steelers football. Marky D, as always, close out the show. Go, Steelers. <laughs>